in Jesus' name, amen. Uh, many of us have watched, uh, as people we really love and really care about, people who are sick or suffering, people who are hurt, we've watched as they completely deny that anything is wrong, as, as they completely reject any sign of help, as they refuse to admit that they have a problem. Uh, maybe it's a friend who is huffing and puffing after only one or two steps, and it's clear to everyone around them that this is not how life is supposed to be lived, and yet they refuse to get it checked out. Or, or maybe it's a family member who is sleeping for 12 or 14 or 16 hours a day, and everyone around them says, this is not right, and yet they will not go to the doctor. And, and many of us have watched as, as people we care about, people who are suffering, refuse to get the help that they need, refuse to admit that they have a problem. But we've probably all been there at one time or another, haven't we? We've probably all been guilty of this. Um, I can still remember this one time when I was a kid. Uh, we were playing in the backyard uh, at my parents' house, and there was this long row of bushes that, that was in the backyard on the one side. And I don't know what we were playing, but I was uh, either chasing someone or being chased through these bushes or I was hiding. And, and I remember brushing my head up against a branch. And I came out of the bushes, and I was running, and someone stopped me and said, Are you okay? Are you okay? And I thought, wow, my head really hurts, but I'm okay, right? I wasn't going to admit that anything was wrong and kept on playing. And then uh, I don't know if it was the same friend or someone else again said, maybe you should go inside and, and talk to your mom. Maybe, maybe you should sit down. And I remember thinking, okay, I'm, uh, I'm really hurting, but I'm, I wasn't going to admit it. I, I was going to remain strong. I said, no, everything's fine. Let's, let's keep playing. And uh, eventually, I don't know if, I, if it happened once I made it inside or I, I saw my reflection in the window, uh, but eventually I saw that I had cut my forehead and there was blood coming down my face. Uh, and, and everyone around me had known that I was not okay, but I refused to admit that anything was wrong. Uh, many of us have been there. And, and there are a lot of reasons why it can be hard for us to admit that we have a problem, that we're not okay. Sometimes maybe it's pride. Other times maybe it's, it's fear. Uh, but it can be hard to admit that, that something is wrong. And when you're watching this happen in someone you care about as kind of the outside party, uh, it can be heartbreaking, can't it? To watch someone that you know needs to receive some care and healing and yet they refuse to admit that anything's wrong. Uh, and it can be frustrating to watch someone go through this too, too I think, because you know that, that healing can only begin once you've come to terms with reality, once you've stopped pushing away the offers of help and, and pushing away the, the doctor's visits. It's only then that, that the healing can begin. Uh, but for many of us, it can be hard to, to admit that, that we're sick. Uh, the woman in our gospel reading, though, for today, she, she knew it. She, she knew how, how much she was hurting and she knew that she could not heal herself. And, and so she comes to Jesus in search of looking for the healing that only he can provide. And in fact, if you remember back to that story, if you have it open in front of you, you you'll remember it's not her who's sick, in the, at least in the traditional sense. She doesn't have cancer or leprosy or Parkinson's. And in fact, she's there on behalf of her daughter and, and her daughter's not even sick in the traditional sense. Her daughter is sick with a demon. She's demon-possessed. And, and yet her daughter's hurting and so this woman is hurting on behalf of her now and she recognizes the brokenness of, in her life and so she goes to Jesus because she knows that if anyone's going to heal her daughter, it's going to be him. 
Uh, after a little bit of back and forth, Jesus eventually does what he, what he came to do. He heals the woman's daughter. In an instant, Matthew tells us, at the, the moment of Jesus speaking, uh, this woman's daughter is healed, restored to full health. And I, I think what we see in this story is, is that Jesus came to heal sick people, not just of their bodies, but, but also of their souls. Jesus is our great physician who came to heal sick people like me and you. So the question is, are we willing to admit that? Are we willing to come to terms with, admit the fact that we are sick? It's not just everyone around us who needs the doctor, but, but I do too. Are we willing to admit that it's not as though we've just stubbed our toe or pinched our pinky, but that the problem runs deep? Are we ready to, to stop telling ourselves that, that it's just a little problem? You know, we all have our aches and pains, don't we? Uh, Sure, I'm not perfect. Maybe I, I tell a few little white lies. I gossip here and there. But I, I definitely don't need a doctor's visit, right? I'm, I'm not that hurt. I, I can handle this on my own. Are we ready and willing to admit that, that the problem goes deeper than we ever thought it would? A, a number of years ago, uh, when I was working at the coffee shop, I've talked about that before, uh, I ran into this man that I knew I recognized. But it was one of those instances where you both know you know each other from somewhere, but you, you can't place where. And so we started talking to each other, and eventually it came out that uh, we knew each other from church and that we had gone to church together. Uh, but this man made it very clear that he no longer went to that church, uh, and he made it very clear as to why he no longer went there. He, he, he told me that uh, the reason he didn't go to church anymore because, was because he was tired of hearing that he was sick. You know, he went to church every week and he was reminded that he was a sinner and eventually he was tired of it and so he just stopped going. And, and my first reaction in an, a very unsympathetic moment was, was to think to myself, I didn't say it out loud, but I thought, uh, you're right, they told you you're a sinner because you are. And, and, and if you don't think you are, then you really need to hear it. And, um, but eventually, as, as I thought about it some more, uh, in a moment of sympathy, I, I thought, yeah, he's right. <laughs> We do come to church, and as God's people, we profess and proclaim that, that we are sinners, and we confess our sin week after week. And he's right. That is a very hard message to hear. Even for those of us here today, it's not easy to week after week come here and hear that you're sick and, and to confess that you're a sinner. That's not easy at all. And yet it is a message we need to hear, right? Because before the healing can come, you have to come to terms with the problem. Be, before the, the doctor can become, come in to do uh, his or her work, you, you need to admit that, that you need healing, that, that you have a sickness. And so I don't know where you're at with that. If it's a struggle for you to, to admit that, that the problem goes deep, or if you're here today saying, yeah, I'm broken, I'm hurting, I've, I've sinned and I've been sinned against and, and this, this, this problem is too much for me. But here's what I do know. Uh, you have a great physician, and his name is Jesus, and his office door is always open, and, and no virus is beyond his comprehension, and no symptom that you might show him will ever gross him out, and he will never close the door for you because you can't afford to pay, because none of us can. See, we have a great physician in Jesus who came to heal sick people. Maybe I need to say that another way. See, Jesus came to heal all sick people. And, and he makes that abundantly clear in all of our readings that we heard today, but especially the gospel reading. Because uh, in the beginning of the reading, if you'll remember, back to that woman who comes to Jesus, as Matthew presents her at first, it, it's not very sympathetic at all. 
at least in the beginning. Uh, he, he tells us two things about this woman, that she's from Tyre and Sidon and that she is a Canaanite. A Tyre and Sidon, that was pagan territory. That was outside of Israel. That's where people worshipped all sorts of cults. That was godless country. And, and she was a Canaanite. Uh, the, the Canaanites were everything that Israel was not. Uh, they were the enemy, the mortal enemy of Israel. They're the ones that the Israelites fought so hard against as they made their way into the, the promised land. They, they signified and stood for everything that was morally corrupt and bad. And, and the disciples, they, they know this, right? If you remember back to the story, the woman comes to Jesus, she's crying out for help, and what do they say to the, Jesus, right? They say, send her away. And, and they're probably thinking that, that they're being generous because she deserved much worse. And, and it would have been unthinkable for the disciples for this Canaanite to receive the mercy of God. It would have been beyond their comprehension. It would have been scandalous for a Canaanite to receive the gracious healing touch of Jesus. But that's exactly what Jesus does. He heals her daughter. Because Jesus came to heal sick people. Not just me, not just you, but, but all sick people. And his office door is always open. He didn't just come for people who looked the part. He didn't just come for people with bumps and bruises. He didn't just come from the people who could fit the bill. He didn't just come for, for Jewish fishermen. He didn't just come for Canaanites. He didn't just come for tax collectors or prostitutes. He came for all people, uh, people with every disease, all sinners like you and me. Maybe the question we need to ask ourselves is, is who is the scandalous object of God's grace today? Now, we know in our minds that, that for God so loved the world that he sent his only son, we know in our minds that God loves all people. But, but who are those people in our lives that it's really hard to believe that God would love them? Who would we rather not believe uh, that they are the object of God's grace? Maybe it's the friend that you loved and trusted dearly and yet turned their back on you. And, and now the thought of them, of all people, receiving God's healing, it's, it's unthinkable for you. Or, or maybe it's that loud-mouthed, self-centered, self-righteous, bragging, boasting guy at work that's always causing trouble. And, and it's strange because he asks you about church sometimes and you always find a nice way to avoid the conversation. You say, church? What church? I don't go to church. Because the thought of having him in your church is a scandal. The thought of having him here, he would just cause all sorts of problems. And so maybe you pray for him to go to church, but some other church. <laughs> or maybe it's someone who looks differently than you, a different color skin from you, someone who's a different socioeconomic status from you, someone, someone who's different, someone who has different beliefs from you, a different political party from you, a different orientation from you. But, but the truth is that, that Jesus came to heal sick people, all sick people. And the remedy, of course, the, the medicine for the healing that we so desperately need, well, it's simple and it's sweet. And, and unlike all the other medications we're taking, uh, it costs you nothing. <laughs> although it was bought with a price. The source of your healing, the, the remedy that you need, of course, is, is Jesus. And through faith in him, as you trust in him, as you cling tightly onto your Savior, you find the healing that you need, simply through faith. Uh, the woman in our reading for today, she had faith, didn't she? If you can remember the end of the reason, reading, uh, she had such amazing faith that Jesus makes this amazing proclamation. He says, uh, Oh woman, great is your faith. 
Uh, I love that. But it's also kind of surprising to me that Jesus would say that because they barely know each other. Uh, It seems to me that Jesus and this woman, he doesn't even know her name. They've spoken about three sentences to each other, and yet Jesus is willing to look at her and say, great is your faith. And as I was reading that this week, it it kind of went through my mind. I I, I thought to myself, uh, what would it take for Jesus to say that about me? (laughs) Because there are a lot of days that my faith doesn't feel very great. And There are a lot of days that I know my sin and my doubts and my wonderings better than anyone else. And I think to myself, what would it take for Jesus to say to me, oh man, Peter, great is your faith? Because there's no greater compliment, is there? And yet many of us, I guess, would, would not consider our faith to be very great. But as I thought about it this week, it occurred to me and I became convinced that Jesus would say to everyone here today, if you were here, oh man or oh woman, fill in your name, great is your faith. Now, some of you are probably still thinking, yeah, but not me. You don't know where I've been and the dark things I've thought. And I'm convinced, though, Jesus would say to everyone here today, great is your faith. And he would say that, though, not, not because of how strong you are in your faith. Uh, not because you've walked through darkness only to come out victorious. Uh, Jesus doesn't call our faith great because of uh, the amazing acts of service and sacrifice we've done for the kingdom of God. No, no your faith is great because of who it is in. You see, faith in Jesus is always great faith because Jesus is a great God. And today we are reminded that he is our great physician who has come to bring us healing for forgiveness for those sins which we've committed, for restoration for the brokenness of the hurt that has been sinned against us. Jesus is that great physician. And faith in him is always great faith. As we close today, I'd like for us to keep in mind uh, a couple things. First, I would encourage us all to be able to admit, yes, I'm sick and I cannot heal myself. But the problem I have, the disease has spread and it goes far deeper than I would ever want to imagine. But then let us trust that Jesus is the one who can heal us, not just of body but also of soul. And then let's never forget that that this healing is for all people and that it comes to us, it becomes ours through faith in Jesus Christ. In his name, amen.